Hey everybody, I thought I would just take this chance to just do a quick live and talk about some of the things that we've been seeing, some of the calls we've been getting, some of the questions I've been getting from a lot of you doctors. And that is what we've been seeing. This, you know, as we start to move into school, you guys have been seeing that we've been sharing a lot of lessons and like images and that kind of stuff on some brain-based concepts and tips on entering school, going back to school. I gotta tell you that even in normal years, this is a really stressful time of year. We're always preparing our practice members for, hey, just get ready. It's gonna be a little bumpy probably as we transition back into a routine, back into demand that's high, um, having to do different things than we've been doing all summer. You know, we're not, our kids aren't able to move their bodies as much. Their nutrition is gonna be a little different. Their sleep is gonna be a little different. Just the demand of their world in a social realm, academic realm, behavioral realm, all of these realms are just gonna be different. The demands are different as we move into this. That's okay, we're resilient for the most part. Now when we're talking about kids and adults with you know, cognitive flexibility challenges, uh, neurodeflective disorders, this transition is a little bit harder than most in normal years. So then enter 2020. As you know, we've been having a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of uncertainty that we've lived with for the past five, six months anyways. Kids are living, parents are living, kids are living in a state of heightened stress. They're more, even the typically developing kids are more active in their brainstem. They're having a stress response. Remember what I taught you in level one when we looked at that ice storm study out of, I think it was at Toronto, but it was in Canada somewhere. It was around Toronto where it was like this natural disaster and this period of time when these families were living in chronic stress and they looked at and emotionally, physically, chemically, all different. And they looked at the long-term outcomes of behavioral learning and socialization of the kids that were in utero during this time. And they found that there was a, there was a correlation between the stress in utero that mom was experiencing and the long-term behavioral learning and socialization um, impact on these kids. Of course, we know that when we look at what happens to a brain in stress, how does the brain move through development? What is a stress response? All of that that we teach you in level one and level two and that you guys know. So one, now we talk about that ice storm study. Now we look at this time period that we're living in right now and um, what do you think is gonna happen? What do you think these kids are experiencing and adults are experiencing? We're all living in a, in a world that the demand of processing is a little higher, that the stress response is a little higher, that the stress, the adaptation to stress is inside our bodies into a more pro-inflammatory, pro-sympathetic dominant state, subluxated state is gonna be more prevalent, which reduces our resilience, reduces our ability to be in, in growth mode, to be in, in processing, mode, to be in learning mode, to be in adaptability mode. And then we enter into this really unpredictable time with like masks on and maybe we're going to do learn virtual learning. Maybe we're a couple days in school, maybe not. And every week or 10 days, we're going to be monitoring that and it might change. So there's a ton of uncertainty for parents, for adults, for all of us and for these kids. And we have kids, even if they're typically developing, that have been depending on the amount of exposure, there's had to be some exposure, 
we don't talk about COVID in our house and things like that. We talk about how the body heals and all that. But the reality is the playgrounds were closed. The schools were closed. Our life was different. You know, we couldn't go to the places that we would normally go to and people are in masks and there's all these things. So no matter what culture is cultivated inside the house, and that's not the, I think the normal, that's us chiropractic peeps, right? The normal would be that there's more talk about COVID and that it's scary and that the parents are scared. And I'm not judging on that. I'm saying we have to understand this is where these kids have been living. Whether you think they're taking it in or not, they are. Whether we talk about it or not, they know it. And so then we have them go to school and we're seeing all of these people go, oh my gosh, even if it's like a homeschool thing, I mean, we're seeing kids struggling. And so Mandy was talking about one of her, um, her practice members who the parents were like, oh my gosh, she's, our daughter is so frightened to go to school and she's saying, I don't want to go. Of course not. She doesn't want, she's uncertain. She's living right here. First of all, she's only four or five. So she doesn't have a great capacity to have that predictive um, capacity. Um, she doesn't have that really super efficiently yet. And then she's been told we don't go places. We don't do things, whether verbally or non-verbally. And so now we're saying, but now we do. She's terrified. She doesn't know how to predict what's going to happen or what's going to come. And she wants to just be with mom and dad and safe. And she probably has and been around a lot of kids and a lot of sensory stimulation and outside of her routine, she's probably gotten pretty routinized. Now, if we put in there may be any deflective stuff going on with her in the first place, uh, you know, which could be a possibility as well. Now we're saying, okay, it's all okay. We verbally told you it's all okay, which isn't a way to best process with a kid that age anyways. And especially in a scary thing that she can't visualize, it's all okay, but the teachers are going to be wearing masks and things are going to be a little bit different, but everything's fine. We verbalize that to her. That's not how she's going to process. And then she goes to school and we're surprised that she's upset and crying and not wanting to separate. This is kind of like a, to be expected. It's a bit of a disaster that we could have predicted, right? When we look at brain development. So what do we need to do? One, we need to talk to the parents about she's been living in stress. We've all been living in stress. We need to help her be a little more resilient and in growth mode. We do that by making sure that we don't have changes or alterations in the way the brain is receiving, processing, and sending information. Sometimes that can be interrupted because of this thing that happens in the body as a result of stress. It's called subluxation or neurostructural shifting. So right now, we want to keep her fuse really big, right? We want to make sure she's not like her fuse isn't blowing quickly, keep her in growth mode and that parasympathetic mode. And so I want you to up her frequency of getting adjusted through this first bit. I want to, this is important, I want to make sure that we're stimulating that balance, we're removing interference, and we're keeping her in a healthy, resilient state as she starts to encounter more stressors and just moving into a new routine and out of this one is a stressor for her. We understand that we need to have a brain that can move through development in a healthy way. We can't be shifted to the sympathetic, this fight or flight but we understand that our society lately has shifted us there. We know that that being in that fight or flight is not conducive to healthy brain development and this girl is four or five, she's in massive brain development right now. We need to up her support and her resilience and we do that by one, keeping the brain and body connected and efficient. 
So let's up her frequency a little bit. Let's make sure her diet is really dialed in and we're not causing, you know, because she's having emotional stuff, we wanna give her more treats, more things that maybe we normally wouldn't. We wanna dial that in. It's not kind to be giving her that stuff right now. It's not kind to be giving her big surprises right now. We wanna make sure her life is predictable at home and we are supporting her in having more resilience and adaptability right now in her life and because of the impact now, short-term, but also the impact long-term on brain development. Super important, perfect opportunity for all of you to be educating your practice members on why what we do is so supportive to healthy brain development and why what we do right now is more important than ever and probably we need to be increasing the frequency of our kids' care right now in our office, whether they're having big behaviors or not, they need to be more resilient, they are experiencing stress, we need to be in there. The other thing that we can do and should be doing is making visual stories, focus stories, smart stories, we call them. It's like a story um, uh, board, but really we use it in a little different way and I teach you that at level two, but, and in the elite access, but here's what you need to do. You need to be having parents draw pictures with her about this is what happens when you go to school. Here's where mommy and daddy go so she can start to visualize that. We're creating imagery for her. She's not creating imagery. We're creating imagery for her, which improves prediction, which reduces anxiety and stress. Here's where mommy and daddy are going, and you do this every night and every morning until it starts to get better. Here's what's happening when you go to school, right? You're gonna to go to school, teacher's gonna have a mask on, this is what your teacher, you know, your class is gonna look like, here's what the routine is gonna be, you're gonna be okay. If she's really afraid of getting sick, if that's what she's verbalizing or we're feeling and that's been really present in the house, we need to do a smart story about what happens when you get sick right? To our best of our ability. We need to teach with a visual story. You may think talking is good enough. It's not. When you look at the hierarchies of processing, that's more abstract. That's more in the auditory verbal. We need to drop down and create imagery for her. What happens when we get sick? When we get sick, our bodies do this and we're okay at the end, right? Like obviously is that always the case? No, but we don't need to go through the doom and gloom. We need to give her some predictability of, hey, our bodies have this ability to heal. We need to put that into pictures, not just words. She, her stress, her behaviors, her freaking out is a window into the fact that she doesn't know how to predict and therefore she's in her brainstem and she's scared. We need to connect with her. We need to give her more resilience for short-term and long-term brain development. We need to give her more prediction and we need to meet her where she is. It's not a behavior, it's a window into the brain. We've been having people that we have, we just had somebody this morning who I haven't heard from in years. Child's doing great, graduated from Focus a long time ago and this school year, really having some, usually they, we still have them and they're in chiropractic, but this one we just hadn't seen in a long time. And I got a message this morning saying, hey, we need more support because this is what's happening with this school year. No problem, get them in, let's support them. They knew what to do, they knew who to come to because we taught them about the brain. We taught them about the stress response. And this is what we need to be doing now. Don't be surprised when you hear this stuff happening. Don't be a part of the problem and start talking about the issues be a part of the solution. Talk about a brain and stress. Talk about predictability. Talk about what you do as chiropractors and how that helps give us a longer or a more adaptable fuse, right? However you say that. Um, this is so important. You wanna be the most trusted advisor. You wanna help these families. We wanna be part of the solution for what's happening in our country right now. This is a massive problem for, for every family. 
And so we can offer solutions. All right, everybody, have a great one. I'm gonna get back to doing more videos and prepping for, I'm charging my microphones right now, so that's why I had a break. But um, uh, looking forward to you level tours coming really soon. We're taking it virtually. We still have a few virtual spots if any of you guys wanna jump in on that, and then you can have access to the Elite Access. Um, which is really fun and that's what I'm doing more recording on. We have hundreds and hundreds of hours of videos specifically broken down into small trainings um, from day one, day two, to exam, to actually mentoring, um, which is actually pretty fun, staff trainings, that kind of stuff, marketing, all that. Okay, everybody have a great day.